0: Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack
1: Gentry. The voice you just heard was Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. The podcast, give us a follow on both social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, you can find us at Tighten Up Podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at Tighten Up Pod. And as always, give the A to Z Sports accounts a follow. Whatever social media platform you prefer, they are on it. Um, so go ahead and give them a follow because they allow us to, I guess, talk Titans with you guys.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they do. And in in an era and a, and a week really where everyone is canceling their college football seasons and everything, you can rest assured that for the next hour or so, Jack and I will give you a steady stream of thirst quenching Titans talk. And I'm not going to say that this was a slow week, But this was a slow week (laughs) of Titans news, but that doesn't matter because we still are going to have some fun and we still have a lot of things to go over. Like, uh, first of all, we have legitimate updates of Clowny Watch. And I know we say that every week and then we just joke and we don't actually have legitimate updates. We have legitimate updates with Clowny Watch. Could we be nearing the end? How's that for a teaser? Uh, We've got updates on Vic Beasley Watch. Mm. Also, John Robinson can sing what Pretty i know nifty. you guys all saw that video yeah i mean I really just maybe a future mass singer candidate yeah i wouldn't even put a mask on him how about that just just wheel them out as is on mask singer uh a hard, have, <laughs> hard knocks also starts this week we're gonna talk a little bit about hard knocks but spin it in a in a titan's way i think i think you'll enjoy and we've got some emails this week. We actually have emails. We're actually going to the email inbox. We're going to open it up, dust it off, see if we remember the password and read some of your emails that you have sent over the last couple of weeks. And of course, we'll end things with a remember the Titan. But, you know, with all of that said, let's talk Titan.
1: It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine, since so I don't
0: know when... What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up Podcast. Today is August 12th, 2020, and this is getting so, so old, but we just have to do it. We're contractually obligated. Let me send it down to my colleague, Jack Gentry, for more on Clowny Watch 2020. Jack? So, Austin, I know... What you're thinking, this is old, this
1: is tired, this is stale, Um, it's run its course, but it hasn't because Clowney is still being watched, especially (laughs) by Titans fans. So I'm going to start five days ago or six days ago if you're listening to this on Wednesday, which you will be. Josina Anderson tweeted, interestingly, if you look at things, quietly, Jadavian Clowney's leverage has at least pointed back in the upward direction with some teams in comparison to a month ago when you look at trades that have happened opt outs no shows in that regard patience has helped for now and what josina anderson i believe is referring to is the leverage that clowney may have received for a, for a 10 day period where and maybe extended now where vic beasley was not reporting to titans camp giving him you know a little bit of bargaining advantage um, vic beasley ate the half a million dollar fine has since returned the titans Half of them in the building. Um, We'll get to Vic Beasley watch in in a minute because, Jesus, it seems like we're watching all of our (laughs) high-profile players, or at least potential high-profile players. Um, That's not the only thing with Clowney Watch, though, Austin, because Tom Pelissero tweeted this, and this is 15 minutes before we are recording on Tuesday night. Tom Pelissero tweeted, The NFL just informed clubs the prohibition... On, on tryouts has been lifted immediately per source. So what that tweet means is that teams will now be able to fly in and conduct and host tryouts for players that aren't already contractually a member of the Titans. So Jadavian Clowney could be on the first plane out of wherever the hell he is on his way to Nashville oh to work out in front of coaches, my. work out in front of the front oh office, my. maybe show some signs that, that oh the Titans – uh, the Titans' coaches and, and everyone involved in this signing, uh, would like to see, and a deal may be closer than we once oh, thought.
0: Jack, is this? I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say because really, last last we heard from John Robinson outside of his singing in his basement, his biggest holdup with this whole Jadavian Clowney thing was getting him in house to take a physical, to work out, to see how he looks in person. Because is he not allowed. You can't do that kind of stuff over Zoom. No, okay? you gotta have your eyes on him. Sure, the it's the eyeball test. It's one of the it's the oldest terms Good in test football. In the book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, er, er, your your great great grandpa knew about the eyeball test in football. As the one thing that has remained true with football, you need it. And just ask Mike Zimmer, yeah, just ask him.
1: Seriously, <laughs> he literally has the eyeball test now. <laughs>
0: So, so that has been the one hangup. And so now the fact that they're allowed to bring him in, what if this is it? What if this is the, the, the final, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, of getting Jadavian Clowney in house and not just seeing him in person work out, but then putting a pen and paper while he's here. And I, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just feel like, by the time this week is over, and who knows, it may happen tomorrow well, on on Wednesday on the Titans' regularly scheduled <laughs> Wednesday news dump. By the after we record this podcast and and release it, the Titans will say, "Yeah, we're flying Jadavian in ASAP to uh, to work him out." Maybe that'll happen. Hopefully, it does. Look, hopefully, uh, it does. I'll sacrifice being the first to
1: the news uh, of Jadavian Clowney's workout just to get him in the building, just to get him in Nashville. Uh, Just to make this thing finally happen. Should we go ahead and just break that news
0: here first, just so we can be out ahead of it? Uh, I think uh, so. It worked the first time we did it with Derrick Henry's contract. Yeah. Sorry, Uncle Jim Wyatt. But uh, look, we're breaking it here first. Jadavian Clowney is on a flight to Nashville right now to work out for the team per sources. Those sources are us. The strongest sources you can have. (laughs) I look exciting.
1: This is really exciting.
0: I do think that, and and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. I do think that this is the last hurdle in this whole Clowny Watch saga. I think it's you know with the limitations that they've had over the summer. You know, we we, we've been putting a lot of this on Clowny, but I think it's a it's a shared thing of why this has lasted so long. And 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 to the Titans' credit too, because the Titans aren't going to. And nor would we want them to sign a guy without having seen him first. Cough Vic Beasley cough. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> but like I, I'm I'm glad that they're kind of doing their due diligence and saying, look, we know how good of a player Jadavian Clowney is, but we're still not just gonna sign him as is, like do a blind signing. So I actually love this about them. And I am glad that I, I really do think that this is this is the start of something. And by the time we hit another podcast, by the time we record again next week, I think it we could have some serious Jadavian clowny news to talk about. And, and now with me saying that, I'm probably completely jinxing
1: Don't it. Don't jinx it. Let me reverse <laughs> jinx it. There will be no Jadavian clowny news in the next week. Okay. All right. That's
0: fair. That's fair.
1: No, but but seriously, I'm I'm excited about this. I, I think Titans front office people, John Robinson, Mike Rabel should be as well, especially with what's transpired with yeah. Beasley since arriving in town, which has been a whole lot of
0: negative. And you brought up Josina Anderson. What we need from Josina is another report. We need her to hop on a phone call with Jadavian to see if Jadavian is still a free agent or not. <laughs> Just to flex <laughs> that she has Jadavian Clowney's number. Right. That's just Come on. You're kind of sleeping on the wheel. Like you can't tweet about Jadavion Clowney without saying that you talk to him in person on the phone. Okay. So <laughs> hop on the phone and send out another tweet. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. No, but, but
1: seriously, um, moving on from Jadavion Clowney. Oh, Vic Beasley.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. What, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's, can, let's, can uh,
1: figure out if he wants to play or not.
0: Well, uh, hang on. Let me, let me formally introduce, uh, uh, I'm going to send it down to my colleague, Jack Gentry, for more. That's me. For more on Vic Beasley Watch. Uh, Jack, what's the latest on Vic Beasley Watch? Or do we even want to know?
1: Well, we don't want to know, but we have to know. Uh, (laughs) So, Vic Beasley, after missing 10 days from reporting, was fined $500,000. He then showed up, I believe it was on Friday. Uh, Real real quick, though.
0: Like, and we, we talk about that cause it's like, uh, they're pro athletes and that's, you know, just, they can probably afford it. But f- would you say 500,000, $500,000, $500,000, the dude was fined for not showing up to work. Like that's, that's crazy. Completely. And you know, something sketchy had to have been going on for him to hold out this long. Right. And you know how like, oh, people always say, oh, well I wish, you know, like, especially with like in this time of opt outs where like people are opting out of playing the season, you know, you get those lame takes from losers all over the internet saying, Oh, I wish I could opt out for my job. Um, yeah, well, you're not as good at your job as as Vic Beasley is number one. Exactly. And if you didn't show up to work for 11 days in a row, well, you'd probably be fired, but you're not getting fined $500,000. I hate that. that Crazy.
1: I hate normal human beings. Uh, you just comparing their jobs to the jobs of professional it's, athletes. They're the worst the top people. Zero on z- point. Who are in the top point zero 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 one percent uh, of anyone in their profession? Okay. Yeah. The only the only actual like there. Okay, there are none. I mean, maybe like the best little league baseball coach who wins like the college world's okay or the little league world series every year. Okay, maybe that guy's <laughs> randomly in the top what a fraction of a percent. <laughs> Uh, that, that he can maybe whine and bitch and moan just like everyone else seems to be doing just because look, look no, you work a nine to five. Okay. And you do it probably pretty well. Uh, these, these guys are professional football players. They're at the top of the top of the top of the top of, of what they do in their profession. Right. And it's just yeah. not something you, you, you can compare to and expect um, logic, a logical argument to return to you um, and- when you compare these things.
0: If you want to make that argument too, you could even go even further. Well, yeah, you're right. You you can't opt out of your job, but you know what? Also, also, you don't have is fifty thousand people watching you do your job every single day and booing you if you don't perform well. If you you're have an off day earth. at work, yeah you you don't you don't have the you don't have a chance of g- getting injured or getting cut or literally getting just hated hated and death threats on the internet for what you do. So don't, don't pick and choose where you use that argument. If you're going to, if you're going to use that argument, well, I wish you could do that at my job. You have to do that for literally everything. Okay. And Austin, what I'm going to
1: say though, is it's fine to be upset. It's fine to be pissed at him. It's fine to slander him uh, throughout Twitter. Uh, it, all of this is okay. And completely within your rights as a fan. Um, it, it, and it's honestly everyone, every single person in the Titans fan base probably shares the same opinion. They're frustrated. They're saying, what the hell? Why the hell did John Robinson spend all this money on a flake? On a, on a, he knew what he was getting in this. And we talked to Bernard Pollard about this. You knew what you were getting into when you bring Vic Beasley into the building. Okay. He's not reliable. He, you he's not a guy you can count on. That's been proven. And that's been proven in the first 10 days of his, of his time yeah. with this team.
0: I dare, I ask, can you think of a worse first impression than the one Vic has given the Titans? Man, um
1: first impression, I was, I'd say DeAndre Baker uh, robbed a card game. He's in trouble with the law. Darius Geis, I don't think <laughs> he's taking an NFL snap. He's also behind bars as we speak. Yeah, yeah, that's not um, good. Those aren't good ones. Vic Beasley's going to get arrested, but he's a no-show. And that's right. what's so upsetting because that's the biggest need on this Titans team is a pass yes. rush.
0: And you think you have one in Vic Beasley and – He doesn't seem to care to me, Vicks. And and I was trying to I was trying to come up with a comparison of his first impression as best as I could. And the first name that came to mind was Antonio Brown last year with the Raiders. You know, he shows up. He showed up on time. Give him give Antonio Brown credit. He actually showed up on time. But he did so in a hot air balloon. And then and then he (laughs) then he showed up with frostbite on his feet. He had those, not one, but two helmet grievances filed to the league. Uh, I believe he held out too. And then he recorded his phone call with John Gruden, I think illegally, and posted an that over social video. media. Oh, yeah. Great video. Great production was, around AB. There's no question. Was it was a great video. It was very professionally done. Kudos to him on that. Um, but then, and then he demanded his release before the season even started and was granted his release that to me is wild if antonio brown say antonio brown was vic beasley and did everything that vic beasley did this past week not showing up nobody knows where he is finally reports fails a physical it would be it would be leading sport center every single day it would be just blowing up so in a sense it is kind of It's fortunate for the Titans that all this negative press surrounding Vic Beasley is not as big as it possibly could be, but it's also a terrible, it's a terrible intro to a new team. And it's, I, and I, again, kind of like you said, I don't, I don't blame Titans fans for being upset and for being angry. Um, I will say this, he is still a Titan, so we should hope and wish we can squeeze some sort of juice out of that orange you know or lemon i should say and we should hope for that but it, it's with each, each passing day it's getting harder and harder to imagine we're going or the titans are going to be able to and i i don't know man it's it's just it, it's a bad situation and i don't see if they can get out of this un well unscathed, quote unquote, you know, if they can get out of this and make things right again,
1: yeah. And look, him failing his physical and being placed on the non football injury list is another red flag. You, you think you have him in the building, you think everything's right, uh, smooth sailing, and then he and then he can't pass a physical. Now, did he show up to take the physical? We don't know what happened to lead to a failed test. We aren't sure of just yet but it's Titans fans have every right to be upset with him and and when you're getting that paid that much money no one's feeling sorry for you especially in Tennessee um no no one's going to be feeling sorry for you and it's time for
0: Vic Beasley to show up and earn his damn keep yeah no you're right and it's i I'm really annoyed. I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those guys that slanders him. I, I'll, I'll make jokes, of course, because that's just what I well, do jokes on Twitter.
1: There's nothing yeah,
0: jokes. There are plenty of jokes because it's great material. Team content is is the cup runneth over uh, with with content from Vic Beasley. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to badmouth him. I'm not going to trash him because at the end of the day, he's still a Titan. He's still a Tennessee Titan. And I w- hope that. Somehow they can bury the hatchet. They can say, and all of the ty- the players can forgive him for this absurd intro that he's given to the team. And somehow he can say, "All right, look, I'm gonna put three fingers in the dirt and I'm gonna go after it on every snap and prove with his play and with his practice ability that he's here for the right reasons and nothing more than that." So I don't well, know. I'm 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 holding out hope. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too much of an optimist.
1: Let me ask you this though: Is there a number in terms of sacks or forced fumbles or turnovers that he has to create to where you say, "Okay, you hit this number, fresh start, we're even"?
0: Yeah, I. I'm I think not. I'm not going to. I'm it's not going to five put sacks minimum. I think it's a five sack minimum. <laughs> well, that would be, and if he can get five sacks on the year, I think that would be a huge win. I and I do. I honestly believe that would be a huge win for the Titans. But I'm not willing to go go strictly put a number on it because, as we know from Jadavian Clowney, numbers can be deceiving when it comes to that position. Yes, where he can make an impact is open up things for other players. Those there's no stats for you know drawing double teams or doing things like that to where you're, where you know where you're opening up things for the defense for the rest of the defense. So I'm not, I'm not willing to put a, a number on it and say, okay, he's got to meet this quota for me to be satisfied. But I will say if he gets to like a five sack number, I think that's, that's from where we're at right now. Oh yeah. If,
1: that's because <laughs> that, that means he's been on the field for at least five
0: snaps. Right. Right. Like that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it, I will take if we can get five. Let's let in fact, that's going to be my number. If we can get five snaps out of Vic Beasley, I think <laughs> that's a huge win for the Tennessee Titans. Right,
1: though, edge rushers do impact the game in different ways that don't necessarily always appear on the the stat sheet. Um, I, I would say five sacks or 12 games. Give me one of the two. I, that means I know you're out there, and, I know you're playing, um, hopefully producing in, in some. Some fashion, maybe we bring in Clowney, and your your sack numbers, uh, yeah, you, you know, possibly go up. You never know what happened. You never know what can happen on the D line. It's it's weird. You know, we saw that with him leading the NFL in sacks one season. It's it, things can happen to where you luck into some easy sacks. You look into some some numbers that look good on this on the stat sheet, and you end up getting a one year ten million dollar contract.
0: You're I think both of
1: the first ten days.
0: Yeah, I think both of those numbers would be huge wins for the Titans. If yeah. you can get to it, 12, 12 games out of them, and if you can get five sacks out of them, either or. I'm not even saying both. Either or, I think that's, that That would be huge. And uh, The
1: Titans are better with him on the field than they are with him off, there's, and there's yeah. no question about
0: that. Should we do? Should we? It's been a while since we've done one, but should we do a long-term bet? LTB? An LTB? I, I would do a long-term bet. Uh, what's, what's on your mind? I'm I'm thinking along the lines of like week eight. Is he still a Titan? So halfway through the season, is he still a Tennessee Titan?
1: Well, yes, I think completely he will be. Whether he's on the field or not, that's a completely different
0: LTB. Then should we do that? Should we do if you is he do on a the games field? played long term bet? Let's. Huh. Let's we can set yeah, it at okay. Eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half games played. Yes. Okay, are you taking the over? Or are you taking the under? I'm taking. I'm taking the under. You're taking the under. I'm taking the under.
1: I don't. All I don't right. Believe
0: all right. Then I'm. Then you know. All right. Then I'm going all in on Vic Beasley. Let's all go, right. Vic. <laughs> Let's go, Vic. Hey, you know, you failed a physical. If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Come on, Vic. Let's go. Let's take another physical tomorrow. I want Let's, to be wrong
1: so bad, so so bad. I want to be wrong.
0: I and I I want you to be wrong too because. Uh, because those I, I need to rack up all the LTBs I can get. Um, what was our What was our other one? Was um, Marcus was Mario Mariota game started four and a half? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then did we have one about kickers? We we'll have to go back and listen. If you guys If you guys remember, if we had a long term bet, so that's that's our OG listeners because we haven't had a long term bet since uh, like probably 100%. some of our first episodes. Yeah. So our OG listeners who have been with us By since the way, day
1: one. I'm over four and a half. Mariota starts. Austin
0: is under, because yeah. Austin hates Mariota. No, so no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, 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 have respect for David Carr. I don't know or <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway. All right. One of That's those Carr brothers. LGBT. All right. So from one player that people hate to another player, uh, the subject of our podcast last week. But Mr. Bernard Pollard, Crush Boy, thirty-one, they, dare I say, one of our most polarizing episodes to date. Um, no one, because of the, <laughs> yeah, okay. most the most polarizing episode we've had to date for a few reasons. One of which, mainly just based off of what Bernard Pollard said in the interview. If you haven't gone, if you haven't listened to it, we encourage you go back and listen to it. You he was to. on fire. From the minute we introduced him to the, the minute we closed, he was he was just on fire. And he was he talked about anything and everything and he didn't hold back. Obviously, I mean if you if you've seen his tweets, you know that he doesn't hold back. That's not like him. Now, I will say this, and I and I I wonder how many people even listen to the full interview because I know there are a lot of Titans fans, specifically, who just don't like Bernard Pollard. And there were a lot. of, We got a lot of a lot of tweets and comments, and you know, you name it, of people just saying, "Why, why would you even invite Bernard Pollard on your podcast, on a Titans podcast? You know, he hates the franchise. Why would you bring him on?" And I so that I first, say, you're a
1: casual. You're a casual. If you hold that opinion, you don't really, you don't really understand what Bernard Pollard is saying. And look. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but no, go right ahead. Go. Bernard Pollard was in the building. Okay, Bernard Pollard was there when they were seven and nine in 2013. When they were two and 14 in 2014, and he has been in the building. He has seen some shit inside of that Titans (laughs) building. He had to literally um, bring in a sauna and a steam room by himself. Okay, he that the Titans locker room, as it were, in 2014 was no better than an SEC locker room, an LSU locker room, an Alabama locker. I mean, just from the stories he's told, and I know that Titans fans only want to hear positives, only want it to be sunshine and rainbows for this Titans team. That's not how the Titans' history has gone. It's mm-hmm. been very dark, very murky. Uh, there's been a lot of times where I'm sure some of you were saying, "Why the hell are we even Titans fans?" Um, and those were those were probably one of the years that Bernard Pollard played. So he was there, and his look. You don't have to agree with everything Bernard Pollard says. You don't have to agree um, that. That he feels that Taylor Lewan isn't the leader he's supposed to be. I I tend to to agree that Taylor Lewan needs to do a better job as as a leader, but that's neither here nor there. At the at the end of the day, you have to respect his perspective on on things because he's seen he's seen he's been in the building longer than any of us. Okay, he's seen things that nobody none of us have, and for him to get yes, he is polarizing. He screams a lot too, and he says mean things sometimes that. He probably gets carried away and wish he could take back, but I'm not. I'm not fighting his battle for him because he can easily do that himself. But at least respect that Bernard Pollard has been there through some of the darkest days as, as in Titans history, and was a captain on a defense that was the lone, the secondary was the lone bright spot on, on those teams. You know, you had a, you you had McCourty, you had Michael Griffin, you had Bernard Pollard. Um, I mean, you had Altron Werner maybe as as well on the on the outside. It's just. Bernard Pollard says a lot of shit. Okay. He talks a lot of shit. That's how he is. That's how he played. That's how he could always be. But let's at least respect his perspective on this.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I don't think I could have said it better myself to me. It's, it's just funny how, how short the memory span of football fans is. And I'm not saying Titans fans. I'm saying football fans, all football fans, myself included, how short attention spans or, or, or just memories are of football fans. And, and I'm not talking even on a year-to-year basis. I'm talking in an in-season basis. On that AFC Championship game, no one remembered how they felt after the Titans got shut out by the Denver Broncos and just how pissed off we were at the Titans franchise at at, at how they were playing and how they started the season. Nobody remembered that. And that's fine. That's good. That's good if, if you've got good things happening to make you forget things like that. and And it's fine right now where the Titans are at as a franchise has made us forget about those dark, dark Sundays that we had in the middle of last decade. And you could dare, you could say for almost the entire decade. decade. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was some dark Sundays. No one enjoyed. And that's one of the reasons that Titans fans are kind of digging themselves out of that hole. Nashville blew up, became a transient city but nobody cared about the Titans because they were so bad. And so now many fans in the third deck, they still have trouble bringing, bringing people in Nashville out of their houses for home games. And it was, and it was like that because the Titans were so piss poor during that decade. And I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine with saying that because they were. And, And I think if you ask anyone in the building right now, they'll agree with us. It was a bad time. Some changes were made and you would be, extremely naive to think that Bernard Pollard with the things that he said both internally and externally, whether it be on Twitter or publicly or whatever that he said about the Titans franchise didn't place some sort of hand or lay some sort of foundation for where this Titans franchise is at now. He, he was, and, and I get it. I get it. I've worked at incredibly piss-poor managed companies before. I've, and I'm i sure, as we all have, I'm sure we've all worked at jobs where you wanted to pull your hair out based off of what management was doing and the decisions they were making. Bernard Pollard came from a Super Bowl-winning franchise in the Baltimore I mean, Ravens. Best safety in NFL history, Ed Reed. L- yeah, exactly. Literally the best situation he could have found in the NFL. A Super Bowl winning franchise and then goes to a team that went, what, uh, seven and nine before going two and 14?
1: Coached by Ken Wisenhunt and the GM was fucking Rustin Webster. <laughs>
0: and wasn't when, uh, when Tommy Smith uh, around back then too with the. Yeah, Tommy Smith? <laughs> I think he was around. The, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, look, I, the Titans were in a rough, dark spot. So take don't get so butt hurt don't clench your cheeks so much whenever you hear bernard pollard speak and and don't write off what he says automatically just because of who it is and just because you don't like his opinion It's it's so funny i mean that's just like where we're at as a society if you don't if you don't like someone you don't even listen to him bernard pollard was the bright spot on a lot of those dark ass titans teams he was the one guy who would every single week you would watch, and I, and I feel I'm honestly surprised more Titans fans don't remember this. But he was the one guy on the field that would bring it and would give uh, give a sense of pride to Titans fans because you knew he was going to hit someone hard. They may lose twenty four to ten or thirty one to seven, but you knew Bernard Pollard was going to make some sort of highlight in that game, and he did on most of the weeks. So that's why I take. Look, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't like everything that he says about the Titans franchise. But he was in the building and I feel like we should take that like we should we should just that should carry more clout amongst Titans fans. Have a little more self-awareness. Like Jack said, not everything is sunshine and rainbows and he's going to give it to you straight and he has good perspective to listen to. All right? And and hopefully you know, five years from now when we have Bernard or uh, when we have Kevin Byard on the, the podcast after he's retired and he he's talking about his days with the Titans, it's a completely different interview because he was able to benefit off of the foundation that the Bernard Pollard and those two and fourteen Titans teams who socked built for what we
1: have now. And Delaney Walker as well and some of those other veterans that that they had in there. Um last thing, because look, Titans fans, we love you. We are we are one of you. We are both Titans. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're some, some of them to succeed and we hate hearing negative stuff about the Titans too. But isn't that the biggest knock on national media is they take it too soft on their teams and you finally hear a guy who gives a, an honest take and a, a, a take that really carries some weight and, and and you you cancel him. What? Look. Yeah. I'm going to hit on the Luan thing. I'm not going to bash Lawan. Okay. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But I think it got a lot of Titans fans mad to hear what Bernard Pollard had to say about Taylor LeJuan not being the leader to this team and not being someone he would listen to as a leader. I think Titans fans are upset about that because they're so insecure about that, that thought as well. Because Taylor LeJuan, this guy you're paying so much money, this guy that's, that's holding down Ryan Tannehill's blindside, the most vocal person on the Titans team on the field and off is, is potentially not the right guy to lead this team. Guys, is he the right guy? To, we see personal fouls every year. We see we see unnecessary personal fouls. Yeah. We, we see we, we we see him breaking out in the locker room in in fits of rage. We see that on the field. We see him, whether it was on purpose or not, taking steroids and costing it, uh, costing the Titans a, a tough. What was it? Four games. He spent the first four games, yeah. uh, not even around the team because of of that uh, positive test. Hashtag That's free not of what a leader one. would do. That's not what a leader would do. And look, I hate. I hate doing this, but Bernard Pollard was right
0: about Taylor Lawan. And look, I I love Taylor Lawan, but I I have to I have to agree there because that that is Taylor, and and, and it's and it's a, it's a difficult it's a def, difficult subject to broach uh, because Taylor Lewan to me has grown a lot over the last three or four years from where he was at to where he was. I, I And I, I constantly, just the one burnt image in my mind of Taylor Luan, and I like Taylor Luan Again, I like him, and I, I think he's hilarious. And I love him being one of the faces of the franchise. Not, I don't want him to be the face, but I, I love him being one of the faces. And But after the Titans beat the Philadelphia Eagles, the year after the Eagles beat the Super Bowl in week, what, three, I want to say, it got the Titans to two and one and he said after the after the game why aren't more why isn't the national media talking about the Tennessee Titans more it was a huge win it was a great moment for the Titans the Titans were starting to find success and obviously you beat the reigning Super Bowl champs at home that's in that's overtime. a massive win mm-hmm. yeah in overtime and then they failed or the, then they went on to lose i think the next 3 games and yeah. 4 of the next 5 that is, that to me is just the one thing, and I got so frustrated with Taylor at that moment because I even right after he said it, even right after he said, it, I was like, "Look, Taylor, it's week three, man. We know how long a football season is. We obviously the Titans learned it firsthand last year. That how long a, uh, you could be awful to start the year, and then you can you can completely turn things around." That to me is like. And I'm sure he grew from that. I know he's grown from it because I've heard him talk about it. I, you know, he's, he's, he's matured since then. But at the end of the day, like you said, Jack, I want someone, I want the leader of this team. I want everyone to kind of bend the knee towards the guy who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. And to me, that is hands down the Derek Henry of, of the team. And it's, A guy like that who you know is going to be working his ass off every moment he's not in that football building. Lead by example. Exactly. He's lead by example. And then he goes down the field and he how how when was the last time you remember Derrick Henry making a mistake on the field? I mean
1: (laughs) screen passes in in years past come to mind. But that's not like (laughs) that's not his fault. Okay. He just doesn't have he wasn't born with the hands. Another thing is you don't want your leader to be an offensive lineman, anyways, right? Because there one is there. Look, I would take it if Taylor Lewan does emerge as a leader. He said he needs to grow as one, and he's going to try and do better this year. And I hope he does, and I think he will do a better job this year because he's he's made a lot of mistakes in the past. He, I think he's learned from them, and I think he's genuinely trying to get better at this. Um, but I, I, I I'll I, say I this: I, I need to see it uh, first. I'll,
0: I'll disagree with the um, with the idea that you with having a, a lineman being a leader i just don't know any nfl team that has one maybe i'm maybe i'm drawing
1: a blank no and you're team. right and
0: yeah you think of the teams that do like the browns when they had um uh joe thomas uh, joe thomas as, as their leader it wasn't necessarily a good thing because you know it's like you don't want to mimic anything the browns do uh David you Bechtiari,
1: are Bechtiari, uh
0: for the packers was does a good job as well. Yeah, like you're right. Like most of the time when Definitely. an offensive lineman is the leader of the team, that team usually sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't disagree with you there, but I also, I, I love offensive alignment. And I think, I think there, it takes a lot of a certain amount of selflessness and pride swallowing to play offensive line. And I do think that in and of itself is the qualities of a potential leader. But, yeah, I I like um, I like Taylor Lawan, but I agree that there there probably are a few other faces in that locker room that should be. And look, we're we're, we're higher on the them. totem pole yeah. of leadership.
1: We're pulling for Taylor. We want him to, to turn out to be this yes. this leader yes. that we know he could be. Um, he he stands up for his guys. We love that about him. Yes, you know, and that's what that's what a leader would do. And I, it, it, look, I just need to see it sixteen games this year. I need to see some discipline and uh, less antics. You know, he, he hosts a podcast, which is funny because it's actually a good podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you don't hear many NFL players getting traction, number one, on a podcast, much less hosting one. Um, and so, so he is vocal. People do know him. People are familiar with his antics and what he does. Um, so he's put under a bit of a, a, the light on Taylor LeJuan is a, is a bit brighter. Than most other offensive linemen in the NFL, so he's going to take more scrutiny naturally. Um, I, I is think that a red one? Will grow up though. I think this is a
0: year. Is it a red flag though that his podcast is good? Because <laughs> I, mean, I would much rather have an offensive lineman or even any player really that yeah. has a podcast and it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> because be right then then you know yeah, then you know it's like well it's like you know not a lot. And look, I know they've got they've got probably four or five. 10 guys working on that podcast, you know, like doing, you know, making There's it sound as life. great as possible. Yeah. Yes. Um, all he's doing is kind of showing up and talking, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's like, I would be okay with, if his podcast sucked, um, <laughs> <laughs> then it tells me, you know, then he's, you know, he's a lot of time and focus is going into football. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to segue into this next segment. John Robinson can sing <laughs> Yes he can He's got the voice of an angel The, the Titans tweeted out a, a video Of John Robinson sitting in a chair Feet propped Yeti Tumbler to his side Rocking a sick Oilers throwback t-shirt And just belting out some tunes
1: Ain't no time when she's gone It ain't warm when she goes away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and she's always gone too long, anytime she goes
0: away. I guess I'll start here. I feel like nobody has asked this. Is John Robinson okay? <laughs> because, I mean, is someone singing Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone It was the position
1: he was in, too. He was, like, slouched in his chair.
0: Yeah, alone, in the dark, in his basement. Like, that, to me, I feel like those are the first two telltale signs of depression.
1: Yeah, he looked like he was in rough shape. Look, we all are. Quarantine's (laughs) got a number on all of them. But he does have a great voice. I mean, he reached up and hit some notes that 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 I didn't think were possible for a man uh, who who appears to be that serious all the time. But you you start thinking about it and putting it together because he has rock star potential. You yeah. look at his hair and the amount of hair gel he uses on a daily that's basis. With, yeah, that's, that's Clay Aiken. That's a Clay Aiken. He stole that trait from Clay Aiken. You know, <laughs> he he's a bigger guy singing. He's he's more of a range, a big guy with range. We're seeing that now. What was yeah, which is more American of Ruben Sutter thing. Ruben, I was about to say Ruben. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, he's got. Look, you you're at a you're at a singing combine, and John Robinson's there performing. I think you take a flyer on his talent. I think oh. he's got the potential.
0: Oh yeah, you definitely set up that interview, that one-on-one interview with him. Uh, if he's at the singing combine. <laughs> uh, instead of the high jump, you would have what the high high pitch. Um, <laughs> and in your in of, your
1: interview questions, they would ask you uh, the same weird shit that that is asked to all of all of the other like John Robinson, I know you have a wife and kid, but what's your sexuality because that's important when we're, when we're <laughs> yeah. when in a draft.
0: That's, yeah. Are you marketable? Um, <laughs> now are you wearing spandex because this is a combine or because that's what you'll wear on stage? Um, <laughs> the, uh, the only, to me, this only proves that anyone, if anyone comes to Nashville, you give them enough time, no matter what their job is, and they will be pining for a record contract at some point. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> you would think like, yeah. oh, well, that surely that won't happen to John Robinson. He's the GM of the Titans. He's got a great job. No, dude is dude is angling right now, and he is trying to get that record deal. Yeah, I
1: mean, look at Eddie
0: George. He turned into Othello right before right? our eyes. Yeah, it's Julius Caesar in the flesh right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good luck to John Robinson on his singing career. Uh, please don't pursue it anymore until after you signed Jadavian Clowney. Yes. then then feel free to go we'll on every yeah america's got talent whatever you want we'll 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 vote for you we'll text in to vote however they do it these days um <laughs> we'll even wait through the commercial breaks uh that ryan seacrest always sends us to you know like we'll we'll do it all so um, Donnie but Nicky yeah could host the singing combine oh, he could be the ryan seacrest of that is donny nicky still still texting you no been a while. I need to reach should out. Should we check time. on him? It's like you know, it is quarantine. Like I feel like yeah.
1: I'm feel sure like he we should maybe
0: just better. touch base with him. Just say, that. hey Donnie, you haven't texted me in a while. Are you okay? <laughs> 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 um uh hard knocks started last night and we definitely didn't record this before it aired. So, Jack, I'll just ask, what did you think of the first episode of the new season of Hard Knocks?
1: Wow. Uh, just like last year's pretty boring in the years before. I've, uh, <laughs> hard Knocks is such a great concept for a TV show, but the execution in the past few years has just been disappointing. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean it, it, it is, it is called, hard. it's called Hard Knocks. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't expect much from it.
1: But I mean, the most interesting guy of the season last year was some guy who had magic rocks that didn't even, you know, perform. <laughs> he got cut. The magic rocks didn't do anything
0: for him. That's true. That's true. And yeah, last year with AB, I will say I, I did enjoy last year's season was with two AB. Years ago, and it, two years ago, the Magic. Oh, Ro- what's that? Two years ago, the Browns. Oh, the, the Magic Rock, Rock, Rock guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, AB last year that that was to me that was really interesting. Um, this year it's the Chargers and the Rams. I, full disclosure. We we recorded, we did record this before it aired. Um, <laughs> I know we probably fooled a lot of you just then, but that was it, the idea of going through with hard knocks during COVID to me is, it has to be one of the worst decisions. And, and they're doubling up on teams this year, both of which the LA teams probably for COVID reasons, probably why they made that decision. So because NFL media is based out of LA they don't have to go far. They're in their new stadium, which an NFL media, I don't think they're moved in yet, but is going to be attached to the new stadium there where the Chargers and Rams are sharing. Um, I, I, I just think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be really boring because this year more than, than normal, because you're there's nothing going on. Guys are wearing masks in buildings, you know, like they have to stay six feet apart. I saw the trailer that they dropped for this year's season and I was I fell asleep. It was a 30 second trailer. I fell asleep. Yeah, that sucks. 17 seconds in. <laughs> it was I don't know, but my question to you Jack is, would you ever want the Titans on Hard Knocks? Because this show's been on what? I think it on again off again since 2003. Um for the last I think 10 years straight or something it's been on every year. Would you ever want the Titans on the show? Yes. Immediately, really? yes. Really? Okay. So, All right. Everyone complains about the Titans not getting enough coverage,
1: which they don't. Um, yeah, I would agree days. with that. I think, I think Hard Knocks would help. I think the Titans have a lot of personalities. We talked about Taylor so long. He'd be great on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry might not be as great, but we'd get to figure out, you know, <laughs> what the words he says in practice actually are. A.J. Brown would be fun. The defense in general would be a blast. Most of them are really young and probably do some cool stuff. Um, yeah, I would love the Titans to be on it. I want to see what Dennis Kelly does. Dennis Kelly would be the most interesting piece of hard knocks for me. Okay. Cause you get to go into the Kelly
0: household, you know, they always like the rotational lineman too. Yeah. So okay, I'm the okay, rotational so lineman. And this and was going go to be, this, go to this is going to be one of my questions or like a player that you would want to see the Titans. Like, you know, they do those little vignettes of like, they go, and they take the cameras outside the facility and follow like a certain player home. Yes, you would, yes. you would want it to be Dennis Kelly. And it's, it's
1: usually the guy that like has the, the, saddest backstory or some crazy <laughs> yes. some crazy life stuff happened it's to him. It's funny how that works out. And uh Dennis Kelly for me, I just want to see what the customized uh doorways in his household look like. I just want to see like is Dennis Kelly's household a normal house or is it a house for a giant? Because that that matters to me and that's something that I think I'd
0: be interested in watching. It's a it's a good point. I'm actually I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I wouldn't I I do want to see the Titans get more publicity and the Titans were featured on a, uh, a Bud Light commercial about like sports returning. And it was a random cause it wasn't just NFL teams. It was like teams from baseball, uh, NFL. I think there may have been some hockey teams in there and the Titans were one of the teams featured. And I was like, they do like this, take me out to the ball game parody, which that to me, like <laughs> that should just tell you where we're at as, as Titans, like as an organization, to where we get excited that w- they w- were one of the teams featured in a uh, Bud Light commercial. But I, I do think Bud yeah, Night and Titan Man being friends. Oh, without question, right? Yeah, maybe relatives. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, they're probably from the same castle. But <laughs> <laughs> Bud, Bud Night and Titan Man, they probably grew up together. Um, but yeah, the exposure would be awesome. I, to me, I just don't like the idea of just having another distraction and going back to our conversation about Taylor, Lewan, you know, I just don't, I, I want him to be all in on football, not worried about having to entertain cameras outside mm-hmm. of that during training camp off season, do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. But like during training camp, that's a time where it's like, look, it, just focus, man. And there's a reason like it's always the worst teams on, on hard knocks and there's no, there's no direct correlation of teams that go on hard knocks if they have success or not. Um, I think five of the 12 teams, their record in the season immediate improved during the following season. Another, the the other five finished with a worse record and the last two had the exact same record. So it's literally like split 50, 50. Um, But yeah, but if there was to do, if the Titans were on Hard Knocks and they were to follow someone, give me A.J. Brown. Yes. Because I've got so many questions about A.J. Brown. I, I've got this idea and this image in my head built up around A.J. Brown and the fact that he probably just, he lives in a Gold's Gym um, <laughs> or, or something of the like. But I want to know if, the image I always think of when I think of AJ Brown is that picture of him in the Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses, you know, just like the yes, almost
1: yeah, almost bringing
0: like the Deion Sanders prime, like... And then the Hawaiian shirt one where he's like doing the finger guns, you know? Yeah. Like the look good, feel good, play good, like mantra. He's bringing that back. I wonder if he's actually like that or if he just does that for like photo shoots and cameras. Like to me, like does... Would we like follow him home? He drives like a, you know, like a Toyota Corolla, and he drives us to like some duplex in like, on on the outskirts of Brentwood somewhere, you know, just like <laughs> almost into Antioch, but not quite. And <laughs> like, do, like, does that where he lives? Is that like what it's really going? And like, he's got like a pet hamster, you know, like. That's I'm just so curious if what I think of AJ Brown matches what he actually is, or if it's something on the completely different spectrum.
1: Yeah, he does have a little baby daughter. I know that. Um, he's been what he loves jewelry. He's been wearing jewelry since college, the NWO belt, of course, the nasty yeah. wideouts. There's a little Ole Miss shout out. Um, <laughs> but I think the Titans, the way they're currently constructed, have the perfect team to, to be able to handle hard knocks. You know, they've Ryan Tannehill, very quiet guy. Gary yeah. Henry, very quiet about his business. Kevin Byard, pretty quiet, too. Kind of leads by example, like we've talked about. Um, he's, he's a leader in the making. Kenny Vaccaro would be an interesting person to follow. Dude. He, I think he ho- like owns an e-gaming team or something. I think that would be oh, something wow. interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't really think that from Kenny Vaccaro. Um, they, they've got some car- – Brett Kern would you – know, you can't oh, face Brett gosh. Kern. Oh, jeez. That's – Brett Jeez, Kern probably N- doesn't
0: want the cameras around them. NSFW, right there. Yeah. Um, that just that would have to go on. That would like that would have to air on HBO Late Night. You know, the TVMA <laughs> warning would have to come on if Brett Kern was featured. Uh, so sexually explicit punts. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. And real quick before we move on, the the the, the talk about how everyone's this, this team is built going back to what you just said is this team is built. They're quiet and they, um, they're, they lead by example. I wonder if, if a lot of that stems from who their quarterback was for the last five years with Marcus Mariota, because Marcus Mariota is as boring as football players come. But I actually loved that about Marcus Mariota because he was, you know, he was, you knew that he was all about football all the time. Yes didn't necessarily show because you know, he was changing coaches every other yeah, year. He didn't but, exactly draw the best hand. Right. But he, you knew like he was. And so I wonder if like just having him as the leader, as the quarterback of the team, if like guys somehow inherited that, or if that's just the kind of players that John Robinson drafts, which I could also see being very well the case, but, um but yeah, it's some an interesting dynamic about this team. It's a great point that you brought up. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, hard knocks, uh, make sure you tune in. I don't know. We're not getting paid for it. So. Uh, emails. Let's get to some emails. It has been so long. This has been one of those things where it's it's been so long since we've done emails. It feels like we should have forgotten the password. But luckily, fortunately for you guys, we have not. We've actually gotten a few emails over the last few weeks and um, we're going to, we kind of just piled them up and we're going to, I kind of just want to run through these quickly because. Um, I one we appreciate you guys emailing us. If you want to send us an email, tighten up pod at a to z sports nashville dot com. Tighten up pod at a to z sports nashville dot com. Save it to your phone. Save it as a contact in your phone, and then you can just email us literally whenever anything Titans comes up, or if you ever have a question or something that you want to get our opinion on, or something you want us to hit on, we will definitely do it. Um, so I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and read this first email. What's up, Titan up boys. You guys are my favorite Titan Titans podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate the non-serious approach you guys take, which leads to really great takes. Keep up the good work. Okay. Thank you. Uh, he, and he continues. I wanted, I know that was really nice. (laughs) Thank you. I, I, low key. This is Kenny and Donaldson. I low key love Kenny and Donaldson. All right, Kenny. Uh, I wanted to share my dumpster dive. Doriel Green Beckham, oh. despite his, despite his legal troubles in college, I thought he would be T.O. in the pros. I also agree with Jack on Mettenberg. I think he means Mettenberger Mettenberg <laughs> but,
1: works. I'm glad he hey, agrees with
0: me. I, I, maybe that's a that's a new nickname for him. Mettenberg, <laughs> Kenny and Donaldson. Uh, oh, and, and he signs it. Kenny and Donaldson. Thank you. Kenny and Donaldson. First of all, for the email, that's a great dumpster dive. I oh, didn't do it. I'm sure you like it. You play you were his teammate, weren't you? Uh no, it was not his teammate. He came he came, came after before. me. Yes, but he was uh he was a Mizzou guy, which I love. And um he was the number one recruit coming out of high school, too. Uh I, I think he played in Arkansas, um, mm-hmm. or southern Missouri, one of the two. But he um the number one recruit coming out of high school and played very well at Mizzou for two years, then gone to legal trouble transferred to Oklahoma for his last year, where he never even got saw the field because I think he left after his junior year. And, uh, and then went the Titans drafted him, which I was excited when the Titans drafted him. Cause I felt like they were getting much like Kenny and Donaldson said, like, I felt like they were getting a steal and, if he could stay out of, out of trouble, but yeah, just the talents. It, it never, the playbook was an issue for him as
1: well. Yeah. He'd be a great, where are they now? Titans. Yes. Edition. Like what, what do you think Doriel Green Beckham's doing? I think he's like a dental assistant or, <laughs>
0: or like a zookeeper or something. Well, with a name like that, I feel like he's his own law firm. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, are, have, are you hurt or <laughs> were you injured on ben the job? Green Elvis, or
1: ben, ben Jarvis Green what was it? Ben Jarvis Green Ellis? I think that was the name. Of the the law
0: firm. Yeah, 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 Green yeah, Green yeah. Green. Did you did you take any of these pharmaceutical pills? If so, you you uh, Dorial Green deserve Green the, the right to an Green. attorney. <laughs> Call Doriel Dorial Green Beckham. We we'll we'll have you covered.
1: Yeah, Dorial. He'd be good. Who else would be good for? Where are they now? Kerry Collins would be an interesting one for me.
0: Oh yeah, Lindale Light. I mean, I think we literally Lendell white would be a great, great one for just where are they now at all hours of the day, a great hidden camera show. (laughs) White as the main character would be on? I would, I, yeah, you want to talk about putting someone on hard knocks, just put Lendell white on hard knocks, just (laughs) Lendell. And I would watch that all day. It would be like the, the, the big brother, you know, they have that, that 24 hour live feed. If you log on to like big brother.com or whatever the website is, you can watch them in the big brother house. I would watch that for Lendale White at all times. No, 100%. The ratings would soar. Uh, next email. Hey, guys. My name is Brian. My name it, Brian. Sorry. I don't mean to call people out for their typos. It's okay. Um, it's okay. We, we, we don't pride
1: ourselves in having a grammatically correct fan right. base or
0: following I, I, or whatever. I believe he meant, hey, guys. My name is Brian. I live in Illinois but grew up in Nashville, which is why I am a Titans fan. A buddy of mine turned me onto your podcast. I enjoy listening every week. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I I wanted to make a suggestion for Remember the Titan from way back. Joey Kent, Vols fans will remember him too. Thanks, Brian. That is a great uh, that is a great Remember the Titan because okay. he was a Refresh very short me. stint with the Titans. Refresh me on Joey Kent. Joey Kent, wide receiver. I I think he wore number eighty six. If I remember correctly, he was on those Tennessee Oilers teams and on that first Tennessee Titans teams, I don't think he played. I don't think he played after that first Tennessee Titans team. And then now I think he's doing radio in, in, in Knoxville. Hmm, um, we ought to, we maybe ought to drag him on the podcast. 99. Yeah. Yeah. So 99. So that, that first Titans year was his last year. Then he, he played a year with the Colts or the, the following year in 2000, he played with the Colts and Vikings. Um, but yeah, he uh, he appeared as a substitute, so he was a backup wide receiver, I guess. Okay, uh, but I remember him. I remember him vividly. He, I he was at a, uh, I went to a football camp back in the day, uh, Anthony Dorsett football camp, and him and Blaine Bishop were uh, the other two pros, like helping Anthony <laughs> Dorsett lead that lead that camp. So, um, but yeah, great. Remember the Titan, Brian. Thank you for the- you walk so Khalif Raymond could run. That. Is that what I'm getting? <laughs> That is well, Joey Kent. Yeah, was the OG Khalif Raymond back in the day right. the, on that Super Bowl team? Look, hey, Khalif Raymond sounds like you need to to
1: thank Joey Kent.
0: Right. If Khalif Raymond is on the radio five years from now in Knoxville, you you like it's like okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the same person. Um, d- did you you had an email yes, too, right? I did. So the
1: first one, the, the second one is just damn crude. So I'm gonna start with the first one.
0: <laughs> okay i can't wait for the second one
1: joseph emails in he says what are your thoughts on a shift in conferences just for this season like nebraska going back to big 12 or ohio state to acc or sec so i put on twitter that we were looking for questions and you could take it anywhere he took it to the college ranks which is cool which is fine it's a burning question right now for oh i was i
0: oh when, when you first read it i was thinking a shift in conference for like afc nfc in the nfl no, that would be interesting. Although I don't know how they would do it. And it, it would it it wouldn't make sense because from everything we know, all accounts, the NFL season is not Just in yeah, jeopardy. Keep right the now. Jaguars wherever the Titans go, please, dear God. <laughs> yes, yes. In the same division. I don't care where you put the Titans, you could put them in the NFC North for all I care. Just make sure the Jaguars are in there with them. No, but isn't this
1: isn't this situation kind of crazy in college? Because we're looking at the the Big Ten canceled football its football season today, Pac-Twelve canceled its football season today. Big 12, SEC, and ACC are the last three of the Power Five remaining. Will they have a conference? Nobody knows. Um, I certainly hope so. And, oh, Austin, if they don't end up playing football this season, if college postpones it to the fall – or, excuse me, the spring, then there's a potential for maybe the NFL to play some games on Saturday this season to where you'd have NFL football Saturday – or Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which sounds awesome. Yes, yes. it could directly affect the Titans in week one. They play the second game in a doubleheader on Monday night, the late game in Denver against the Broncos. They could potentially be moved to Saturday night there. Yeah, I,
0: I and I go back and forth on this all the time. Because, and I'll be honest, when football season ends, I, I'm really sad in the sense that football is over. But I'm also kind of relieved because I get my weekends back to like do whatever. With that said, this year... Obviously we haven't had any sports whatsoever on weekends. So I'm so ready to just overload myself. Like I want to drink from a fire hose with sports this fall. So if that means if there's no college football, or even, even if there is like if the sec and ACC still play, which is looking like they're going to, we're not getting pac 12. We're not getting big 10. So that opens up some prime time. And even those late night slots, give me some, give me some NFL after dark. That would be awesome. Give me some late night early. NFL West Coast games because I'm tuning Just, in late Saturday to watch Hawaii
1: play somebody. Oh, of course, you yeah. Bet, I, I you would, bet on I, the I, Rainbow I, Warriors. That's what you do. You bet on exactly. the Rainbow
0: exactly. I'm Warriors. watching all, all of
1: playing. USC Stanford. You know, yeah, exactly. Like that, uh, and maybe that turns the turns like Chargers Bengals
0: or something crazy. You know, you you never know. Well, right,
1: definitely something to keep an eye out for. And I'm I'm with you. The more
0: NFL I get, the the better. Yeah, I like the idea and move move one of the um the the first week the Monday night football game against the the Broncos. That's already a late game. That's going to be a late game. Move that to a Saturday. Move it to seven p.m. on a Saturday. Let it be let it be the second game of the NFL season. Yeah, you know, put it alone. It if it's good enough for a Monday night game, it's good enough for its own standalone primetime game. So and the Titans
1: honestly, we don't need the Titans don't need the extra the the extra day's rest for the Jaguars in week two, but they'll certainly take them. You know, yeah, I think the Jaguars are that one team in the NFL you can beat on a short week, no matter what, but um, <laughs> I'm knocking on wood because I'll look like an idiot in week two. If that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the, uh, what's the crude email you oh, got? God. Oh, here we go. This
1: is just dastardly. Let me pull I it up. I can't wait for this. All right. Christopher. Christopher decides to email us. I said, the world is your oyster in my tweet. The world, that was my biggest mistake. Christopher emails in, who's got the biggest wrench on the Titans, do you think? My money has to be on either Dennis Kelly or Isaiah Wilson. Taylor Lean, uh, Taylor Lewan, has already admitted to his being average. What say y'all? <laughs> I hate how we get these emails. The big,
0: cool. <laughs> the biggest, who's got the biggest wrench? <laughs>
1: yep. And, and the, the, the best part of the subject was wrenches. Right. <laughs> oh my god i hate this. oh christopher um <laughs> he didn't even say who he thought oh yeah he did it was he said either dennis kelly or isaiah wilson oh wow the two, two, three, two on the titans uh, yeah
0: i'm sure you're gonna pick dennis kelly you love dennis kelly i bet you're I gonna pick him
1: no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with an odd pick i don't think you're gonna see this coming darrington I- evans Oh wow! Darrington I was Evans. not
0: going to see that coming. The running I, I, back with a third leg.
1: about him. Maybe I, it's just something about the name Darrington. Darrington, Big
0: D. Evans. Oh man, uh, I do, I do. I have to give an answer. Um, I'll go. Uh, yeah, because what did did he? What did he say about Lawan in his email? He said that Lawan has already admitted to his being average. Yeah, I think I've heard that too. I think I've heard that average. Too. Yeah. I'm not going to save Rabel either because if you're willing to cut yours off, you clearly, you're not that proud of it. Um, That's a good way to look at it. (laughs) Um, Wow, it's a good question. Thank you for the email, Chris. We appreciate it. Uh, It's uh, thought provoking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, I don't know. um, I'll, I'll go with... You know what? I'll go with Khalif Raymond. We just mentioned well, that him. was my—that go. would have been my second guess. That was going to be my. Second you guess. know, it takes it. We know it takes big gonads to make a catch like that in the playoffs. Uh, so he probably has the wrench to to match the tool and set. And he's real so. quick.
1: He's, he's he's a speedster. And Chad Ochocinco said he used to take Viagra before games because uh, <laughs> he runs faster on three legs. Maybe that's something that Khalif Raymond adopted. Right.
0: Also um Chris I think we should add I think you meant to send that email to Jeff Fisher's sex podcast. <laughs> so uh just you know probably just a slip a typo in the email in the, in the forwarding address so sex podcast
1: has still yet to pump out its first episode.
0: Part of me's not surprised. Part of me's not surprised that a former like anyone involved in like professional sports is like, Hey, I'm going to draw drop a podcast. And then like, he just doesn't do it. I, I honestly, the only thing more on brand would be if he did like two episodes and then just stopped doing it altogether. together. <laughs> um, all right, before we get out of here, let's do a, remember the Titan. Thank you guys for the emails, email, tighten up pod at a to Z sports, Nashville.com. Email us. <laughs> Except for you, Christopher, you're not invited. I was going to say, yeah, we already covered the, the, the biggest wrenches on the, uh, on the team. So, um, so we don't, I don't think we need to go that route again, but if you have emails, questions about anything else or any other, uh, subjects you want us to hit on, hit us up, uh, remember the Titan each week. We just remember a Titan of past, uh, just to be like, Hey, remember that guy? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. That's like the whole segment. It's so dumb, but we do it. So, uh, this week's remember the Titan. Uh, do you, do you want to lead? Do you want to go first? I would love to lead. Okay.
1: So this week I'm going with the Houston Oilers 1994 first round draft pick Henry Ford. Oh, no, not that Henry Ford. Not not he the man t- who invented the Model T.
0: No. But, <laughs> no, not
1: the same guy. But the DT for the Titans. So he was drafted in 94 to the Oilers. He then played with the with the same franchise until 2002, played in the Titans first year, uh, first years in Tennessee. Started nine games on the Super Bowl season. Um, surprisingly, had four pass deflections or pass defended four passes defended. Um, so he he had active hands, uh, which you, which you need when you're at the wheel. Um, I'm sure he, the other Henry Ford would tell you that, although he's he's long gone. You'd have to pull some sinister voodoo magic to bring him back for his opinion there. But no, I'm going Henry Ford. No, the Titans I- have had a, a a bunch of these. Almost every single defensive tackle the Titans have had could qualify for a "Remember the Titan"
0: player, so I decided to go with Henry Ford this week. What are you? What are you thinking? Who, who's your guy? Well, I'm I'm still trying to get over the news that the Henry Ford that played for the Titans for four seasons was not the same guy who invented the Model T. Yeah,
1: that there was is no body uh,
0: transformation. There's right. The old Henry Ford had a lot of work to do on his figure. You want to talk about large cranks? henry ford know about them. oh my god about those no I you had to crank the you had to crank the cars up before oh uh, I, I know i know i'm sure yeah. all right <laughs> off the rails and sometimes uh, yeah and you would fix the car with a wrench um all right so my remember the titan is brandon jones and i'll be honest i will be 100 honest with you because that's what we That's what we give you here on the Titan up podcast. 100% honesty. I'm going to peel back the curtain and I'm just going to come clean with you guys. Okay. This is to me, this is a confessional. You guys are my priest. Hear me out. I don't really remember Brandon Jones, which is ironic because the segment is called remember the Titan. And I don't even remember this guy, but apparently he played 19 games for the Titans over two years. He started 10 of them. I think he came out of Oklahoma, uh, Another fun fact about Brandon Jones, was drafted by the New York Yankees in the 28th round, 845th overall. Goodness really! Thing. MLB draft back in the day was so long. So um, AJ
1: Brown isn't the first Titans wide receiver to be drafted by an MLB franchise.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right.
1: You went that. to the Padres, and I think like the 21st round or somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. Was that a question on the Titan up trivia? Yes, it was. It definitely was. Ooh, ooh. Don't worry. I'll, I'll edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so in case anyone who participated in the Titan up trivia uh, is listening. Uh, but yeah, it was drafted by the Yankees in 2001. Amateur. Oh, uh, yeah. Part of the amateur entry draft. Uh, however, he oh, he did not sign. So maybe that's the difference there between him hmm. and AJ Brown. Did AJ, well, I guess AJ didn't find you. Yeah, okay. Okay. He knew he
1: had the bag (laughs) waiting for him in Nashville. Yeah, I think we're just wrong.
0: But Brandon Jones, however, probably should have taken that money from George Steinbrenner back in the day because the the football career did not exactly pan out. Um, But I'm bringing up him as my Remember the Titan as more of a question of like, hey, do you guys remember this Titan? (laughs) Because I sure as hell don't. Um, But yeah, Brandon Jones, my Remember the Titan. Brandon Jones was a part
1: of that 2009 team with Kerry Collins at QB, wasn't he? Uh, The Um, the 13-3 and team. I think he was because that wide receiving core was like him, Justin Gage. um, Who else was on there? I think Bo Scaife was in the building during that season.
0: Yeah, 2005 to 2008, he played with the Titans. Then he went to the Niners in 2009, Seahawks in 2010, and then was on – He was signed by the Ravens, but was released before, I think before the season started, so.
1: That's a good one. That's another Titans receiver that just disappeared (laughs) off the face of the earth.
0: He'd be good for a where are they now? Yeah, that's weird. It's weird to hear about a Titans receiver that didn't necessarily pan out. Yeah, Um, it's very rare that you hear that. There's a curse on that position with this (laughs) franchise. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but there is a curse, and I feel bad. It is, you know, it's kind of like if, like, the Cleveland is where quarterbacks go to die. I think yeah. Nashville, Tennessee is where wide receivers go to die. And I think we all have to just come to terms with that. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, make sure you give us a follow at Titan up pod on Twitter at Titan up podcast on Instagram, follow Jack on Twitter at Jack a Gentry. Jack's been doing a lot of writing on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. If you're a Grizz fan as well as a Titans fan, um, he's been doing a lot of that covering the NBA bubble from outside the bubble right now for A to Z sports. Uh, but also a lot of, a lot of good Preds and Titans tweets from him as well. So, uh, well, obviously a lot of good Titans tweets. I mean, he's a freaking co-host of the Titan up podcast. Give we'll him a follow guys. Trades. A Jack of all trades. You, you like hear that? That, I hate that was good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do the same for Austin at Austin Huff on Twitter and Instagram also corked bats is hilarious. It's a little oh, stop. It's a satirical little uh, sports website that, that, that gets pretty clever and funny. And he's, he's real good at that. So give, give him a follow as well. Um, but for next and, and, week,
0: well, all I was going to say, and make sure you follow a to Z sports for yeah. all things, t- Tennessee sports, um, the balls, Vanderbilt, Titans, Grizzlies, Predators, uh, and, Hopefully, and, MTSU football. MTSU, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. No, just, no. But, I know. Just, I'm just trying to think of like anything. Did, did maybe some high school football? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but Zach's true. Zach's getting ready to boot up his um, his NFL Blitz 2001. Um, his he he did NFL Blitz 2000 a couple months ago, where he went through the whole season as the Titans, actually won the Super Bowl. Not to brag. So if anyone says the Titans don't have a Super Bowl, you say, yeah. Uh, excuse me excuse me 2001 they 2001 do edition. yeah 2000 nfl blitz ever heard of it uh zach bingham led him led him to the uh the lombardi trophy and he's hoping to do so again so check that out uh i think that's going to be airing every day on a to z sports um facebook on facebook and there you go 2 p.m on facebook so check it out um it's it, it's it's actually it's actually really fun and entertaining to watch him um play so uh jack do you got anything for the road no,
1: would love to hear some of you guys' emails. Um, obviously not Christopher again, but, uh, if you
0: want to discuss this non-wrench wise, we'd be willing to talk. Yeah, Chris, you can, you can email anytime. You can email me personally if you want. Uh, cause I think that, I, I thought that email was hilarious. Um, yeah, guys, thanks so much for, for following us, um, and we appreciate we appreciate all the support you guys give us, uh, both in the, the ratings and reviews and everything. Uh, you guys are the best. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, until next week, titin' up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans.